and try new things and and actually test and see which works better. I think that the teamwork involved with that kind of role playing will produce results that you'll see and you'll be able to measure immediately, especially in your pipeline. Welcome to the Food for Thought Lunch Break with Steve Bookbinder podcast, the show that gives you things to think about when you're trying to make more sales without all the seriousness of conventional sales talks. Enjoy and learn as he makes fun of sales training, salespeople, and sales trainers, including himself, all while giving you battle-tested strategies that work. Now, here's your host, Steve Bookbinder. Hi. Today, we're going to do something a little different. During the course of a typical week, a typical month, People reach out to me with questions typically about how do I grow my business? How do I start all over again? My territory fell apart and how do I rebuild it? How do I triple my income? I need the money. How do I sell this new product? Or or I've just gone into business by myself. I'm now a consultant. So I'm really selling myself. So how do I get clients? How do I get the right kind of clients? So when I get a very common question, I get a lot of chances to answer it. And sometimes over time, I've worked out a better answer. And it's an answer that I find resonates with people. And in those cases, I really want to share with everybody these common questions. I think that there's something in here for everybody. So today, I wanted to uh, go through some of our mail. We are blessed. We get a lot of people who are listening. And our audience is growing. And people reach out to me specifically through LinkedIn. So if you do have a question or a comment, please don't hesitate to reach out to me or email me. But the first the first one, and I don't want to give away any identity, so I, I have to read these um, in a way that makes it a little bit anonymous. Okay, the first one. So this person says that they are a B2B salesperson with a multi-state territory, and they've been listening to the Echo Selling series, and they're asking, does Echo Selling work for the local sellers? And uh, that's a great question. Very often you hear some strategy and you go, you know, I could only do that if you're a global seller, if you're an international uh, territory or got a national territory. What could you do in a local market? And I think actually the echo opportunities in a local market are at least as good as they would be nationally, if you do it right. And so the main thing you need to think about with an echo Remember, literally, if I if I took my voice and I just threw it as far as it would go, it would only go just so far. But if I could find the right kind of canyon environment, my voice would hit that end point, but then bounce another mile after it bounced off a rock and then go another mile and another mile. And the sales equivalent of that is I talk to my contact. My contact is now a week later in a meeting with their coworkers, and they're talking about challenges and my name comes up because all of a sudden I just happened to be in touch with them and they happen to remember something I said. And they say it and the other people in the room look positive or think, hmm, that's interesting or relevant. Maybe we should look into it. And they either confirm back to my buyer that I'm safe to talk to or it's okay to proceed or... Or none of those opportunities emerge, but later on, someone else in their circle needs a service, and all of a sudden, they've heard of me in that case, or they've heard of the salesperson, and that sales message just bounces from person to person to person. And so that's the notion of echo selling. So how does that happen in a local market? It happens this way. You have to start with the right mindset, which is who 
already knows the people that I want to know. Because the, the fastest path to those people will be in partnership. So when I look at a local market, I look at things like this. Chambers of Commerce, Rotary Clubs, Lions Clubs, in some cases, religious organizations, if that's uh, relevant and appropriate in your sale. But certainly any kind of a, um, a homogenous group of business owners or people that are interested in one kind of thing. For example, advertising sometimes has awards night, so that there's organization that, organizations that put on those awards. And if you're selling it to the advertising or media space and you align yourself with the award people, you know, already you're in a place where you're talking to people who are talking to the people that you want to talk to and creating the opportunity for you to echo. So find a way to work your way in. And, you know, there's a million things you could do. You could say, well, what should I do? Should I try to, like, uh, pay to be a member? Some organizations, some organizations will make you pay. Others won't. Sometimes you join, sometimes you won't. The main thing is this. Become active. And I'll tell you why. The moment you become active... Not only does the word spread eventually to others that you're so doing, you're, you care enough about that organization, but in whatever you're active doing, you become close to the people that you're working with. And all of a sudden, you have the opportunity to really meet and uh, meet new people and have other people get to know you and get to really know you, not just the way you are when you're selling. So it's a very interesting opportunity if you can uh, find the right organization where you are. That's great. All right. Next one. Uh, the person is writing in. I don't want to give their name. I'll just say their name is Jack, which is not really their name. Jack says he's a sales manager believes in my ideas about echo selling, but he's asking, how can I get my team to begin echoing their pitch? And that's a great question. And I, I would re recommend two things. First of all, if they haven't listened to the podcast, I would recommend that they listen to the uh, the whole series. In fact, I would listen to the, the very first few, which had to do with pipeline management. Because when you think about how do I get sales, I grow my pipeline. How do I grow my pipeline in an accelerated way, I have to echo. So the whole thing becomes uh, very circular and inspiring in that way. But also I would let them hear me lay out all the basics. But once we get to that point, you know what we realize? The devil is in the detail with regard to word choice. So what are all the possible ways that we can describe our service, describe how we're different, how we're better? How do we answer the question, how are we worth the money? And maybe, maybe the customer doesn't literally ask it quite that way. And maybe there's a way in your industry that they do ask it that way. Or, or maybe they just think it, but certainly they are thinking that and wondering that. But the most important thing is what are all the possible ways? What are the ways that we are communicating? When I say we, the sales team is communicating in writing, in emails, in their proposals, and verbally when they're pitching. And when they're talking and on the phone or when they're in person. And certainly those kind of questions that ask you to really summarize the product that's the opportunity to create the right word choice that'll get that message to echo. And a great 
way to get the team all around the mission of focusing on groupthink, sharing best practices, being okay enough with each other to edit each other, and try new things and, and actually test and see which works better. I think that the teamwork involved with that kind of role playing will produce results that you'll see and you'll be able to measure immediately, especially in your pipeline. The next letter that I have here, and again, I printed it out, so let me just pick this one. It's a long email, so, I, so I'm, I'm actually going to just summarize it. It says, uh, everyone is trying to echo, but only some ideas break through the noise of your competition. In other words, you know, everybody's trying to get their uh, sales pitch to resonate. Everybody's trying to get that referral sale. So to some degree, it isn't that you either echo or you you don't echo is their point, that it's always gradations of, of echoing. I agree with that. So in that case, how do I out echo my competitors? And so uh, here's a case where this is my favorite part about sales because it's that competitive part where it really gives you a chance to say, you know what, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to think of the thing, you know, uh, you know, top E equals MC squared. Let me come up with the next, you know, mobile phone, but the next thing. I, all I need to do is think that maybe there's 10 people I'm selling against. I just have to be better than those 10, not a million people, just those 10. So once you start to narrow it down, I think you improve your odds. And anytime you make your goal very specific, you're, you're halfway there to accomplishing it. So here's one of the things that I would do. It's taking a step further, a step beyond what most people do. And I'll give you an example. Most people, when they're trying to think about echoing, they think about who, who should they target? Who is the right person to reach out to? Who really has the um, resonance in their world to uh, take my message and echo it the furthest? And so we find that person and we look them up on LinkedIn and we see where they work and we see the usual things in their profile. But what I like to do too is look at who are they following? Because presumably they're following them, they're reading those people and that's who they go to when they want to be influenced about what's going on and some smart person's opinion. And I say smart in air quotes because I assume that person's smart, but I also assume that this person's following them because they think that person's smart. So let's go there. And what is that thing I'm talking about? Well, they're following a blog. They're following a newsletter. They're following a website. So let's go there too. Let's register. Let's follow. Let's follow the conversation. And note that you'll always have the opportunity to blog post at the bottom of an article, at the bottom of a blog, in many places. So there on that site or blog or newsletter, what an interesting and novel place for you to message. Because when you do, in a sense, you're putting a little tiny advertisement about you, a little branding ad, if you will. Now, you don't want to make that a direct response ad where you're very salesy because a little salesy is very salesy. But what you want to do is either ask a great question or make an interesting comment. And so in the way you do that, you have an opportunity to reach the person that you want to reach in an environment that they wouldn't have expected to see your name, but an environment that they trust. And because of that, there's a commingling of the trust they have for the media and now the trust they might have for you, of course, depending upon how smart your remarks were. So think about that when you're trying to get an edge over your competitors. Next question, I get this question a lot. Is there a book 
on Echo Selling. That book, I am still working on it. And so I promise you that I've been in contact with my editor. And so they're looking for something soon. So there's nothing like a deadline from an editor that uh, inspires you. So uh, look for that soon. I will be, um, I will be uh, giving you more, more on that as we get closer. And finally, though this is, this is great. I had to end with this one. I know you say you work with companies that are large and small, which is true. I work with companies that are $500 million companies, global companies, which is true. I also work with small companies. I'm working now with a company that's only a little bit bigger than my own company. So that's a small company. Uh, and I also work with individuals in that way too. And this person says, we're a small company with a small budget, but we need a lot of help. How can you help us? And so, you know, I have to say to you that I always found it ironic that the companies that least needed the uh, help were the only ones who could afford training. So I wanted to change the economics of that by making training a subscription making training something that can happen on a subscription basis. So in doing that, I'm able to make the budget work within anybody's budget, but the deliverable is what makes it work because we create a quarterly cadence where there's either a workshop and webinars or all webinars or all workshops or all virtual or all group or all individuals or mixed it up. And if we start with benchmarks, which is the way I like to do, and we go through the year like that, we not only make it work within your budget, but we give people the chance, the time it takes to change, change behavior so you could see the change in sales results. I had to share those answers with you. I I hope you enjoy that. As we get new mail, I will bring that to you. Thank you for listening to Food for Thought. To get your free sales playbook, visit dmtraining.net forward slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of Steve's jokes and helpful resources. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.